So at the end of the Sefer, Das Atzmacha, there's a small country, there's a small section on the Indian of Binyan Habayis, not the Beis Hamikdash. This is, of course, is part of building the Beis Hamikdash. This is building our homes. Understandably, there are some here who are, are not married. But the Indian is something which applies to all relationships, particularly to that relationship between a husband and wife. But Lavdavka. So, for the person who's not married, there's Hashem to be married, everybody should be happily married and have their Emesis Zivig. And for those who are married, we're learning Tyre. And we're learning an example of how to apply it. all that we've learned in this life. All that we've been learning in Das Hatzmacha, how to apply to this particular Indian of Binyan Habayis, of Shalom Bayis. And it's something that we could use, each person in his own way. As I mentioned last week, since this Sefer was written, Rav Schwartz gave a series of shiurim that are now printed in the Sefer, Da'as Beis Chazbe, a whole Sefer on the Indian of Shalom Bayis. We don't have time to learn for now. So we'll just spend a few weeks on this countries. And then as I said, we're going to be continuing with different shiur, not inside the Sefer, for some time in the Indian of Da'as Amach, knowing Knesset Yisrael. And trying to also use some of the Yisraelis in understanding who we are as a people. So let's begin. There's a Psicha on page Reish Zayn. There are going to be there are going to be some of you who might find this introduction a bit odd. And you have to keep in mind two things. The first is that Rav Schwartz comes from a different background than most of us. That has to be clear. As we saw earlier, he never read a secular book in his life. I don't know if there's anybody here who could make such a claim. And there might be people here who say, I don't want to make such a claim. But that's the Mitzis. He has never read a secular book. I discussed this with him, and he has said it openly in different places in his phone. That's Aleph. Days. We have a lot of problems. We have a lot of problems. We're very mixed up. We were raised very far from Kedusha. And even the best of us have been infected and affected by things that are not pure terror. So there sometimes we come across a view that's expressed from that perspective of pure terror by a contemporary person, because when that happens in the Chassam Sefer of everybody's okay with it. They say, oh, it's the Chassam Sefer of Al-Shamtev. You know, I don't really have to, it doesn't really apply to me. But when we hear from a person that we've seen, and has, we've had the privilege of having here in Abis Medrash, and many of us have seen and know. So, not coming from a perspective of pure Torah, hearing something that's coming from pure Torah, doesn't always stim. But that's in the psiche. Those who have been learning the entire Sefer are not going to have any problem with it at all. Those who are just visiting, maybe yes, maybe no, depending on, on exactly how confused they are. There's something obvious and simple to any bardas, to any person of das. And as we're living in Tanya, das is not such an easy thing. Das doesn't just mean to be intelligent and to do well in school. It's more than that. It's not a matter of grades. About das, a person really thinks who's misbinding. It's partial chol badas. Shabayis Yehudi, ainu bayis kebeis god. That a Jewish home is not the home of a god. And Rav Schwartz is not just saying 
it's a Goyesha home that has a mezuzah and it has milhiks and fleshik sinks. You understand? There are many people who have Goyesha homes. It's just that it's Glak Kosher, Shem Shabbos, Goyesha homes. Abayis Yehudi Enu Bayis Kebeis Goy. Shumkach. Therefore, it is not proper to learn from any of the books of the nations of the world how to build a Jewish home. Right away, a person remembers Chazal's taught. There's Chochma Bagoyim. There's wisdom by the nations. Chochma Bagoyim Tamin. So there are Chochmas. And there are many, many thousands, that's an understatement, tens of thousands, if not more, books, seminars, weekends, and so on, on this Indian of, of marriage, of a home. In other words, we, we should believe and we understand and we accept that there is wisdom by the nations of the world. They have what to say. And obviously to build a home, we're required to use a great deal of Chochmah, probably more than for anything else in life, to use Chochmah. says in that in order to build a home, one needs to have chachma. In Ken Lachayra Ebsher, Vavroi Hoya, then perhaps based upon this, since chachma bagayim tamen, since there is chachma by the nations of the world, and chachma is what we need in order to build a home. In Ken Lachayra Ebsher, Vavroi Hoya, Lumayd men umasaylam ketel of mezbais. Perhaps we should tap into the chachma of the nations of the world to all of these books and to all of these theories and ideas and so on, most of which are probably written by single people, to know how to build a bias, to know how to build a home. Like I mentioned a number of times that my, my, years ago, my wife, you know, she was an eager young mother and she wanted to read everything and go every, to every class that there was about parenting. Even though it never worked out in the house exactly like it said in the book, you know, that you would say something and the kid would do what it said in the book, it never really happened. And um, I told you once that my wife was with a whole big chevre that was some famous guy. It wasn't, wasn't from, but it's supposed to be a big bucky in the Indian of parenting. And he wrote a lot of books on the subject, very famous. And it was in, it was in Farakwe, he was giving a thing. And a lot of women went. Everybody wants to be a better mother. Everybody wants to do well. And they went. And he was saying, he gave a whole presentation. And he was saying things. And at some point, my wife told me this. They wanted to look at each other, the, the women there. Like, what's he talking about? You know, like how you suspend, uh, if a kid has a, a little bit of attention, you spend a half hour. Like, uh, and he has a whole thing of what to talk about. So how do you do that if the other kid's drowning in the bathtub? Right? So he's giving this whole presentation, and, and then the, the, the women are looking at each other, he's saying things that are just not realistic, not metzias. So one of them raised her hand and said, excuse me, Professor, how many children, if you don't mind me asking, how many children do you have? Telling him it's a true story. He said that he, he, he's not married presently, he would like to be married, he's thinking about it, and he would hope to be able to have some children. This is a person in his 40s, my wife figured. That was the end of the, that was the end of the thing. Women and mamas got up and left. He sang a drosha on the Indian of raising children. Aces and how and what. And there's a big bucky and a big chacham in this Indian. So we would think that perhaps there's chachma to learn from the Umas Haram Kates of Livnas Bayes. After all, there are many, many people, very smart, married people, 
But if we think about this more deeply, it's not true at all. Everybody knows that the chilek that Chazal make is that wisdom of the nations, you can believe, you can accept, but but not Torah. The guy tells you Torah. That's the problem. It's one thing if you want to learn, if you're studying physics, if you're studying chemistry. By the way, it's not even so posh if you're studying history because everybody here knows the twisting, the slanting, the turning. The... But let's say to learn science, to learn medicine, but when it comes when it comes to this union of the relationship between people, husband, wife, and friends, brother, sister, when it comes to this union, the gavul, the border, then dak the border between chachma. How to make that distinction? How to distinguish between Torah and chachma? When it comes to this Indian, it's very, very hard. And for an average person, an average person cannot make, cannot have a clear picture of exactly where does Chachma end, where does human experiential, intellectual wisdom end, and at what point does Torah begin? How does one make that distinction? A very, very big tzaddik, a big tamachachim or somebody, but a regular person, an odom to see when is it, when are we switching from chachma, when is it Torah, when are the boundaries blurred? Between those two worlds. Therefore, when it comes to this Indian, one should not be Isaac, he says, in the Sifa Umasailam Kla. We say that for, for school, for classes, for different things that you have to take. But in this Indian, not to not to study the Sifa Umasailam Kla. Now, as I said, some inside of you are thinking, how could that be? Why? I've had a terrific book, I heard of this, I heard of that. Let's learn. Namik univayas advaram. Let's go deeper. Let me explain. Bnei Yisrael, binyanim humi neshama v'guf yachdev. Remember, I said a few minutes ago that those who have learned the entire dasatim are not going to have a problem with this. Even though, again, almost everybody here, I'm sure, we were raised reading secular books, but still, we're not going to have a problem with this Indian, as far as marriage is concerned. Why? Because all that we learned in dasatim, of course is to understand that a Yid is bad from a Neshama. It's not that we have a Neshama in us. A Yid is Be'etzim, who he is, is a Neshama, and the Neshama is Melubish, is just enclosed with a body. And the Etzim of the person, since it's a Neshama, is Lakai Neshama, Shnesata, Bitahari. Rebbe the Neshama that you gave me is pure. And it's not something that I have, it's who I am, right? That's what we've been learning the entire Sefer. It's the etzim of the person. That's what defines the person. This is Nishab. Aguf. So we learned. The mafteach, the key to finding simchas is to live a life of Nishab. To be able to get along with other people is when you look at that person from the perspective of Nishab. And so on. Everything that we learned in the entire Sefer. That's the binion of a person. A Yid, a Jew, is this remarkable combination, this pillar, this wonder, of a Nishama that's malubish in a guf, of a soul that's enclosed in a physical body. Lumazites, on the other hand, Umasai, by the nations of the world, 
Of course, there is some degree, some type of non-physical, of some non-physical presence in the life of an Anju as well, in the life of a guy there's also that meaning that's not pure guf. There's a chiyas, there is some chiyas, zulas gufam, obviously there's an of emotions and caring and sensitivity and feelings. It's true. Of course it's true. neshama The umasailam, a guy, does not have a neshama. Period. And that's hard for anybody to, to hear. It's a matter of just learning tyrant, communicator, understanding the truth. What that means. Doesn't mean they can't be nice. Doesn't mean they can't be good. Doesn't mean they can't even have a chalik in Eilam Havaf, which is reserved for Chesidu Masailam. That's not, that's not of that. It's just the Metzius. It doesn't come. It's not, it's not in the box. It doesn't come. It's not in the ingredients. There's no Misham. There's no chalik in the There's no, there's no nefesh of kiss in a girl. What is the definition of a bias Yehudi? What's the definition of the Jewish home? The definition of the Jewish home is, is this meeting, this encounter between the neshama of this person, the neshama of that person, the goof of this person, the body of this person, or the body of the spouse. That's what marriage is. It's a zivik of neshama, neshama, goof, goof. Or neshama, goof, neshama, goof. It's a zivik. That's what it is. Masha'enkein v'eskoi hochibur rigshois tivyen the bias, the home of a guy, the home of that couple, which could be a very, very beautiful home, and could be conducted in a very fine, ethical, moral, sensitive way. But the essence of that home, and the highest madrega of that home, is a chibur, is a interfacing, a chibur, a connection, of rigshoi's tivium, natural emotions that come from the klipas tmeis of what a goy is, which consists of emotions, if they're carefully balanced and if they're carefully and if they're carefully controlled, can be an exceptionally wonderful and fine person. Emotions, but they're natural hergation. Rigshoi's tivium the guf with the body, right? So there's the intellect and the emotions with the body, and that person is married to an individual also, imrikshas, tivian, yaguf, with the natural emotions. Again, not neshama, a level, with some level of spirituality, but not not godliness, not alokus, not selim and there's a maila, a very big maila over Doymen, Sameach, and Chai. It's an Odom. It's a Medabra. It's a human being. It's a Tzalem Alakim. There's great Hashivas to that Metziyas of the Tzalem Alakim. Still, that Metziyas of Tzalem Alakim operates within the confines of human natural intellect and human natural emotions. It works within those, that Tchum, that world. However, without the nisham, the loy nisham, the lekach therefore, mikan shechaluki nisham and umis ha'olam b'mahusa. We're going to be talking nisham a lot about the difference between Knesset Yisrael, Klal Yisrael, and the umis ha'olam in the nations of the world on many, many levels. But the first basic level is the ikir chiluk. The mohus of a Jew and the mohus of a guy is nisham. We can shachalukim yisrael and umas ha'elam b'mahusam. In many ways, that makes life more complicated for us, and it makes our marriages more complicated and more difficult. In many, many ways, it makes it more complicated. This doesn't mean that it's simple. 
It would just be neshama neshama. Like when the guy and the girl meet, and they and they fall in love, and the guy says to the girl, gives a, you know, gives her the line that I feel that our souls, you know, we're together in Shemayim. And she falls for that. That the souls were together in Shemayim. She says, How can I not marry the guy? Our souls were together in Shemayim. It wouldn't be right. So then, Shulatan Echashadbrach says, Yeah, I guess that was in Shemayim. It was good, but here in this world, it's very bad. And then Shemayim, and the Shemayim is good. And he says to all different Chazals, and what it says in the Zohar Kodesh about Azivik, and all these big things, and the Bas calls, everything is terrific. The problem is that the, problem is that the Neshamas came into this world, and the Neshamas and the Slavish and the Guf. And each and every one of us has a Guf and a Neshama. And the combination, therefore, is complicated. Guf, Neshama, Guf, Neshama. It's complicated. As we're going to see through the Seifa. Depending on to what degree that person is able to connect to that cherish, to the makar of where he comes from. If a person is able to connect deeply to the world of the neshama that we've been learning the entire sefer, so then the chibur, the zivid with the neshama and guf of the other can be easier. But to begin with, it's more complicated. As we see that in general, the less spiritual, the less spiritual, the less depth, in general, in general, the easier it is to, to get along. The more complicated. It used to be that a car, I mean, I never knew even when the cars were simple. I never knew how to, to do anything with the car. But the cars, when they were simple, and it was, very, it was, it was uh, for the most part, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't with computers and different things. So... In certain ways, there are less problems. Once things get, get more and more complicated, <clears throat> people have people have uh, ovens. The yontiv, you have to be like you have to be a nuclear physicist to just to put something up to know what to do with yontiv. It's got so many buttons and this mode and that mode and all different things. And and the, and the more complicated things get, the more likely that it's not going to work properly. Jews are complicated. Jews are coming. It doesn't have to be that way, because the etzim of the Nisham is pshitus. We learned a lot about that, right? Pshitus, mamash. If a, yid, if a yid comes into that place of who he is, pshitus. Pashit. But, Yibam Adrega. Chavos didn't break down. Shom Zamarach didn't break down. Understand? But when a person, when a person is not in that place of the etzim of who he is, so the, the connection, the warriors, Nisham and Guf, and then, as complicated as it is within yourself, then when you get together with another person, and she's got her own inyana, also, neshama guf, she's got her own inyana. So, when these two meet, it could be very, very, it could be very difficult. So, the fact that there is this difference, that the mohus of a yid, the mohus of a Jew is... <coughs> is the nefesh of a kiss. And, the, and a guy does not have that. That doesn't mean that your life is going to be easier or better. It's a matter of, it's a question of whether or not you make it into that place. If you're able to get into that part of who you are, then what could be better than that? That's all that we're learning about. That's all that we're davening for. But if one does not get into that place, it can be more complicated and a couple of simple, nice, you know, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend hanging out someplace, you know, in, uh, in Bensonhurst on a, on a warm Sunday, you know, polishing the car. They could have an easier time. They have an easier time. Depends. Two goofing can get along with each other. It's a goof, that's a goof, they can get along with each other. The shaman goof is more complicated. But this is the difference, the etzim, the mohus, is different. The kach heim chalukim, the kach heim chalukim, af b'mohus binyin beisam. Therefore, going back to what the Schwartz is saying at the beginning of this introduction, you can't really you can't really make that distinction. It's very, very hard to know what's Chachman and what's Torah. 
Chachmas in the world is the good. It could be the biggest Chachmas in the world, but it's human wisdom. Human wisdom is wisdom that originates in the guf. A guf doesn't mean just uh, just the muscles, the body. A guf means including the intellect. That's human wisdom. Human, human wisdom originates from a physical being, a very complicated, perhaps brilliant human being. If we're building a Jewish home, it means that we're trying to build a binyan that is going to house, to contain two individuals who originate from something which is me'eva, beyond the guf. And if you try to use only kalim, if you use kalim of the guf, kalim instruments and appliances that work only in that world that originate from and work on that level of guf, whereas they might be very successful on a certain level, and there could be six, you know, 600,000 people who, have, who go online that they press the button that this book saved their marriage. And that, that, that could very well be. That doesn't mean that it's able to save yours. Because the chibur of Nishma Sisol, the Nishma Sisol is not the same chibur that that individual was writing about in his book. Not that it's not mixed with all kinds of wonderful ideas and wonderful aces. And what our generation is seeing, what's happening now because there's a tremendous, tremendous need for help, is that there are some good people who have learned a lot of Tyra who are trying to draw some aces and putting those aces under the microscope of Tyra and being able to sift and to see what is Taki Chachmeh and what is Tyra. Regular people don't know how to do that. There are some very great people. There are very few because this is a, this is a special person that, that understands how sensitive the, this Indian is and the dakus of the borders that are between Chachmeh and Tyra. But this is something that is needed in our generation, and, it, and there are people who are Isaac in this. Which we wouldn't have to do at all. We wouldn't need to take from that world at all. Ideally, we wouldn't need to. And everything is pure terror. But I'm only saying that because of the Eridus, because of how far and how confused we are, it's necessary to, it's becoming more and more necessary to, to make some ideas, concepts, ages understandable, borrowing the vocabulary and some of the dynamics that have, that have been explained in the world outside of Tyre. But that's a bedeah. But this safer is not doing that at all. You can't, ultimately you cannot learn how to build a Jewish home. An ideal Jewish home, you cannot learn how to build an ideal Jewish home from a, an ideal non-Jewish home. You can't. As wonderful as that home is. Once we understand that building a Jewish home is the same thing with parents and children. That building a Jewish home consists of making, of building a home of neshama v'guf. This person is a neshama v'guf with the other person's neshama v'guf. So me'ata aleinu l'havam, we need now to understand. She'ein binyin ha-neshama s'luchud binyin ha-guf m'luchud. You cannot make this separation just to build the neshama, to build the neshama, to build the neshama, and over here to build the guf and to build the... Uh, you can't do that. We're talking about a Jew as a neshama the guf. That's who we are. 
Anushama Beguf. That means successful, a successful marriage. And please understand, successful, when I say the word successful marriage, I'm not using it according, we're not talking according to what the world defines successful marriage. Because of the confusion that I said was the Inner base, because of the confusion of, of how we were raised and where we come from, we don't know at all what that means, successful marriage. We don't have a Muslim of what that means, successful marriage. So if, you, if any of us were stopped on the street and were interviewed, what do you, how would you describe a successful marriage? It's very unlikely, I don't mean this by way of insulting anybody here, and I myself am included with everybody. It's very unlikely that the answer would be an answer that's kulaytayr. How we define, in most cases, it would be, it would be very, very far off of how to describe a successful marriage. What does that mean, successful marriage? The first thing people say is, but if you ask that in high school, oh, we're happy. That's a successful marriage. Someone else would say, we, we, uh, we respect each other. Happiness is good. Respect is good. What else? Um, we're on the same page with the Yiddishkeit, which are basically the same scoffers, how to raise a family. Terrific. We're attracted to each other. It's good. With all of that, and these would be the answers, that's not called a successful marriage. These are things that are certainly present in a successful marriage. And they're good signs, but that's not the mohus of a successful marriage. For people like ourselves, could we be walking to a home, let's say, of the Chavetz Chaim and his Rabbitson, and we would have been able to be invisible and spend the day, and, and we would have walked out thinking, I don't know if that's such a successful marriage. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know if that's a successful marriage. I, didn't, I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Uh, I didn't see that. Uh, spent so much time talking things out. Um, I didn't see that. You know that uh, he helped to. Uh, with the baby, or with the, maybe he didn't help the Chavzai, maybe he didn't do something in the kitchen. That wouldn't have been, that wouldn't be a healthy sign in, in a modern marriage. And so on and so forth. And other things that what we, people like us, might see as perhaps being less than ideal, and not the kind of sensitive husband or the sensitive wife, that we would define as being a successful couple. What that means. We're so far, far, far from understanding that. For, for many of us being raised in America, you know, Lucy and Ricky were a successful couple. They got divorced, by the way. I'm, I'm sure you all know that. But that was a happy couple, and they had little Ricky. Right there on television, they had little Ricky. I don't know what happened to him. <clears throat> Lucy was a delightful, funny person on television. Ricky was a delightful, entertaining fellow on television. And they were the model of, they were model in the 1950s, the early 60s, I guess. I don't know went to the other one. They were the model of a successful, American, not even though he was a foreigner, but a successful American marriage. And all the, all the husbands were wishing that they could have Lucy's, and all the Lucy's were looking for Ricky's, and they would make their way through life. They didn't think they'd eventually end up on Channel 5. They thought they'd be forever on Channel 2. And they would, and they would build, uh, build a beautiful home like Lucy and Ricky. Or whatever other show, or whatever the movie, whatever the novel, with the Binyanis that we grew up with. A Jewish home is Nishameh and Guth. And with a person, if a person does not understand what it means in Nishameh, doesn't understand the Kaychus HaNefesh, doesn't know what it means to be a Jew, again, people could be happy. And it's easier for those kind of people, the Lucy's and Ricky's out there, to be happy. It's easier. In certain ways, it's easier. 
the expectations are generally more modest and more humble in the world. With an Ishama and Guf, an Ishama and Guf, it's complicated. One needs to understand what that means and how to come to that place of Pshitus within oneself where the person is able to see the taif of the spouse, to see the good in the other, to see the neshama in the other, to be in a place of lokai neshama, to be tahoyrihi, not just my neshama, but the neshama of the person who I live with. We're not talking about building up neshamas or building up gufu. Every step along the way. A Jew is a neshama in a guf. And every step along the way. When it comes to midas in the home, husband and wife. When it comes to helping with the children, helping in the kitchen. When it comes to, when it comes to um, giving the husband the time and the space that he needs to grow more in his learning in his avodah Hashem. When it comes to respecting the wife's ruchnius and her growth, all of this, every step along the way, it's always neshama v'saych haguf. Obviously, even when there's a time of physical intimacy, it's not chalila to gufim. God forbid that you have by Lucy and Ricky. It's not too goofy. It's in the Shama B'Seich HaGuf. And even though we can't talk about Eilu and Yonim together, but it's understood that if it, if, if it is a relationship between Gufim, then it's a relationship it's of animals. It's a relationship of, that one of the two is in the Shama B'Seich HaGuf and the other is a Guf. It's unbelievable hurt, pain, disappointment. And Sometimes it descends into abuse. If it's two neshamas without gufim, then they don't have a healthy marriage and they can't be together as husband and wife. Neshama b'sarich haguf. Every second of life. That reality goes with you. It's not like when you're building it and you're making a toy for your kid or you're making some sort of a thing and you put the inside in you say, okay, we finished the inside. Now I did the neshama, now we're going to do the guf. That's not how it is. It's not that you finished with the neshama and now you're going to do the guf. Or you finished with the guf, now you're going to do the neshama. Every single cell, every atomic particle of a Jew is neshama b'sayich guf. Every single, every single part is neshama b'sayich haguf. Therefore, you can never, ever look at a person or look at yourself, ever, as just being guf or just being neshama. Never. It's always neshama b'sayich haguf. L'chein v'chol pu'ula pu'ula shalbinyin. Therefore, Every step along the way of building, of building a relationship, of building a home, every step, same thing with children, building the children. Every single step along the way. Allah boyne lira is ketzad nivnes nishmasai, the ketzad nivne gufa. One has to evaluate. How does this affect my neshama? How does this affect my guf? How does this, how does this relate to the metzius of who I am, a neshama which is melubish and clothed in a guf. Now I'm going to get from this is obviously very, it's something which is not tangible at this point. For those who have been learning the entire Sefer and are already chasming it over, of course it's much, much more tangible. But how it's to be applied, all that we've been learning in the context of the home, we're going to get a taste of. Obviously it's important to learn the entire Sefer that came out on this evening, but to get a taste of. As Hashem is brought, never, nikan, vahala, shlav, achashlav, 
For the rest of this little kuntras, we're going to learn shlav after shlav, stage after stage. Ketzad b'chol shlav, kayom and binyin shal nesham, or binyin shal How every step along the way in building a home, it's a binyin shal nesham, binyin shal guf, yachtav. This is not going to be, what we're going to be, what we're going to be learning, this is not a marriage, this is not a, a manual. Although it's not going to be like tips. You, you understand. It's not at all what this is about, tips. Again, eights is different things, practical things. Yes, it's probably, probably a nice thing to, to, to do this, and it's probably a nice thing to do that. And there are a lot of practical things that now have become maybe books and full-length of, full length feature films of how people understood common sense. Once upon a time when people had common sense, they understood that there was a way to have their herds and to, and to be good Ehrlich people. You didn't, have to have a, you didn't have to have a whole manual to tell uh, Yeshiva Bach that you know, not to slam the door on the girl's finger or something. Now you have to have a step-by-step instruction with pictures about how to open the door and how to say good night. And it takes him three weeks. Good, 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 good. Of practicing. And he goes over and his mother says, Nachamal, Nachamal, Yankel. Good night. No, don't say it like that. Say good night. Good night. No, you have to look at her in the eyes and say good night. This is a couple of weeks, you understand? So there was, there was a time when there was a certain natural, healthy heritage that people had. And there was a natural way of being able to communicate and people lived in a place that was tiv-e, that was natural. That was healthy and natural. It's not important to discuss now why that, what, what's happened and why it's become very unnatural. That's not Nagaya at all. The Metzius is that, that, that much of this has become a second language. That's not what this is about, to teach you how to say goodnight to your date or to your wife. There's a certain seich, there's a certain common sense. And there are many, many other books, hopefully the Jewish books, I don't know, that I've written in this Indian, or to talk to somebody or to, or to watch people that you look up to, that you admire, and to see how they treat each other. That's not what this is. This is to establish the shayrish, to get to the shayrish and the yisayr. And if you live in this place of the Shoyosh and the Yisait, and you have, and you're a Bardaz, like we began, you're a Bardaz, then all of the other things, the practical things, follow very, very naturally. Page Reishi Yudchas, I don't know if you have the same pages. So let's begin with an example of what is exactly this perspective of Neshama and the perspective of Guf as far as the Sugi that we're in now. What is that? There's going to be hard also for some of the ears over here. When it's time to settle down, to look for a proper zivig, there are two approaches, there are two mabatim, there are two mahalchim of how to find, how to go about this Indian of finding a zivig. Aleph. Mabat shal emunu ubitachim. There is that mabat, there is that perspective, that mahalach of emuna and bitachim, of faith and trust in Hashem's blood. This person really believes in this. It's not just Shabbat tire. He really believes in this. That the, that the Bari Olam, the creator of the Bari Kalhanishamas, the Bari Kalhamasim, that he created. My zivig, and he made this Indian, whatever that Gemara means, our boy, Yorim Kudens, Yitzir Savlad, 40 days before the Yitzir Savlad, before the child was, began to be formed in the womb, whatever it means. It means this Ashgacha Pratis, and this Indian. The person, Be'emis, Be'emis, believes in that, doesn't just say it, 
doesn't just tell friends who are having a hard time, he tells himself also. If a person is purely in that world, very few people nowadays, but if a person is purely in that world of Amunabitachan, then he doesn't have to go through any tirchis to check and to make all kinds of investigations and to run all kinds of, uh, you know, dreishas and chakiris to find out and who and how and when. He doesn't have to do any of that. Like in the old days and in some places nowadays, it's becoming harder and harder. But uh, parents, however it was made, and the zivig is made, uh, tzaddik suggests whatever, how it was done. And in that life of pure pshitas and amunabitachim, that's one mahalach. The second mabat, of course, where we fall is some sort of a combination of these two. But we're talking now from a more of a typological perspective, Aleph and Bez. Then we'll talk about Amitsis. Bez. Mabachu Hishtadlis. Then there's the perspective of that Mahalach of Hishtadlis, of human effort. Of Hishtadlis. Lishtadlis, to make the Hishtadlis, Lishtadlis, to look. Ulavara Haytev, as Mahusahatsa, and if there is somebody who has a Shidduch, and, and there is a suggestion that's made, the different levels of Hishtadlis, so I don't have to tell you, you know, this is a very, very big Indian these days. As the moon and Bitochen have gotten weaker and weaker, you understand the type of questions that are being asked and the investigations that are being run have become stranger and stranger. I'm not going to go over stories. You've heard stories. I've heard stories. I've had phone calls. I probably get a little bit more because I, you know, I have to get, I get a lot of phone calls about different uh, things, you know, about Shaduchim and from the shul, from the community, people that I know. The kind of questions... That, um, which in many, many times it just helps because uh, I say right away that that's not shaykh for this person. And I say, I, I, you know, it's just not shaykh. If you're asking these questions, then you, you, that's not, it's not, you're not, it's not the right boy. It's not for this girl or it's not the girl for this boy. But you know that the histadlus has become, the histadlus has become very, very, very strange in many ways. The type of histadlus, the volume, the level of the of his studies. So the different madragas, but in general, Bayes, the second Mabat is a Mabat of Ishtadlis, fine. Ishtadlis is calling and finding out and thinking and discussing and worrying. Tchunas Nefesh, to find out the Tchunas Nefesh of that person, try to ask friends, whatever. Or people, if it's not in, in that kind of a, a, a shidduch, or to go out on the date. And when you were ready for my people who are dating, to try to find out more and more about the Tchunas Nefesh. I was talking to somebody the other day who said that they, so that they're going out, she's going out with a very, very nice boy, she doesn't know anything about the boy's family. But however, that happened because of the lack of of uh, involvement of other people that, that should have looked into some things so she doesn't know anything at all about the boy about the boy's family so they've been out a few times so I, I made a, I suggested a very radical thing which was what? why don't you ask him about right? talk to him about his appearance and ask him about his relationship with his family of course in Inzerevelt in our little world that would be the, why would I ever ask him about that? Why would I ever believe this guy? Well, that'd be crazy to believe him. Well, you're thinking about maybe marrying him. Maybe you want to you know, talk a little bit, see? Now, once I'm married to him, then I could believe him. Most of the time, it's the other way. <laughs> Before you got married, you could believe him. Afterwards, not so much. <laughs> so there's all kinds of establishments. All kinds of establishments. 
Levar hated as Mohusav saw Tchunas Nefesh, what the personality and characteristics are fine. It's a quiet girl, it's a girl that's Molaibadik, a boy, Molaibadik, quiet, whatever. All the different in Yon. Chachme, Oishe, Vriyas, what kind of, what kind of mom in this situation, financial situation the family is in. Is there any issue with health and so on and so forth? The person's Mavaro, all of these things. Bora Hadavra, it's clear. Again, I know this is going to be hard because we're very, very unaccustomed to such a thing. But mitzad hanisham, from the perspective of nisham, mamash, ein mokim nishtaros, ein mokim nishtaros. There's not any nishtaros. That went on for many, many years. Which didn't mean that all the marriages were happy. Because that didn't mean that all of the people who were put into those marriages were Nishamadika people who were... That doesn't mean that. But that's how they were made. And because it was taken for granted that that's how the Shadduchim were made, so that they didn't feel, oy vey, oy vey, I didn't, I didn't, you know, check on... The, I didn't check with the FBI about my classroom or something. You know, I, whatever. I didn't look up and... Uh, I didn't go... Uh, Google uh, the name online to find out. That it, so they didn't have such a... But now people have to make more and more. Whatever. It's a way of looking with emun and bitachin. We'll talk about this more. It's just the introduction. Masha'en came Mitzad haguf. Once the guf, once the guf gets its opinion in, once the guf is speaking up, which of course came louder and louder, and it's getting louder and louder in, in all circles these days, which makes for a certain problem because if if the if the oilim is not going to acknowledge that the guf has something to say. And they're making believe that this young couple is purely coming together with emun and bitachin. We have problems. We have very serious problems. I was on the phone Thursday. There's a, an absolutely lovely person. I met this couple a few times. It came from Muncie. Very wonderful. The woman is at Sadekis Manish. Sadekis. She's Sadekis. She was raised in Pnimis and Chesidus. Tznua. A very, very wonderful person. The, the husband, soon to be ex-husband, is exceptionally bright and learned in the, learned in Chassidish Yeshivas and, and was one of the top guys in the Chassidish Yeshiva. He himself told me that, by the, that when he was 16, he was tested by Alper on 600 block tomorrow. Very, very sharp. Over the years, for whatever reason, has gotten very, very, very far from the true life of Avadis Hashem. And he's involved with all kinds of things, much of which she didn't even imagine, she didn't know, because she's so tamimiznik. And, okay, it's a whole long story, and it, it couldn't work out. There was a, wonder, a very nice therapist in Monsi that's trying to... I got involved with the whole thing for Achayad, that, and it, 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 it wasn't working out. It was too far. It was too far. And Bahasha, unfortunately, there's a child. I would say strongly that unfortunately, tragically, there's a child. And I was talking to her this past Thursday. And, and she said to me, she said to me that, you know, her mother's already gotten, she's not divorced yet. Her mother's already gotten, she said, 40 phone calls about Shadikim. 40 phone calls about Shadikim. And I said to her, Shaila, you're a chosh of a person, you can get a beautiful Shadikh, and it's Hashem. I said, you know, you have to finish first and forget. She said, of course. She was laughing. I'm not listening to any of these, and I'm not taking any things. I'm, I'm still married. I don't have a get. But then she said this. And yet, from where she's coming from, she said, but this much she says, Rabbi, I want to tell you. And every word that comes out from this, saturated with such emunah and sweetness. You have to hear how she talks. It's so sweet. But she says that, that 
And I don't, I, she, says, I, she says to me, I hope you don't think that I'm not a tzniyazdik person, but the next time if you, if you say it's okay, I would like maybe to first talk to the person. That's what she said to me. Just to spend some time talking. Not a bushel, you know, there was not to sit in the room where the parents are watching from the table. Right in the dining room and they're sitting over there. But if I could spend, is it okay if I, she says, I know it doesn't sound sneezedic, but I feel that the next time I, so I, I, the way she said it, I said, what do you mean? What do you mean? If, if, if you wouldn't do that, you'd be crazy. He said, you learned, you learned. See, and I'm not saying that, they, that people can't ever get married that old way. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. There is, a, there is an Indian. And, but, she went, I said, you went to the Bismedrus and you learned in the Bismedrus of life these past few years. And I said, it's okay, it's coming to you, you're entitled. You get it, you get it, like a, an easy pass. <laughs> if you would know what she, what she has been through. She doesn't even know. I know, because of how I have to go into it. She doesn't know. She only knows a little bit, a little bit. And even a little bit that she knows is a puffer. And she feels disgusting. So she says, I, I, it's not sneezing, but maybe I could, maybe I can get to know a person. Was, to her, it was like, I, I'm embarrassed to ask such a thing. I, I don't know if I'm allowed. And I said, it's a big mitzvah for you. I said, I'll come along with you. <laughs> it's such a big mitzvah. It's a big mitzvah. You have to do that. It's a big mitzvah. And Simcha, you'll see, you're going to marry a gewaldig, a guy, a wonderful guy, and somebody you should know in Yitzhak not that you know the person when you go there. Of course, we, we, know the, we know the pitfalls of that whole way. But when you're talking about a person that's in the Shamadika person, she wasn't raised in that way. Mitzadha Neshama ain't welcome Lishtablus. Ideally, Mitzadha Neshama ain't welcome Lishtablus. And it's not. Of course, is an Indian to be mistadl in, in, a, in a way that makes sense to see whatever you can find out. Obviously, it's crossing over a strange thing, as I said, but in a normal and healthy way, how to define that as normal and healthy, it's not so much of these days, but to make your status. Just one this last paragraph. Remember, since each and every one of us is Neshama B'Seich HaGuf, if we were just Neshamas, we wouldn't have to make any Ishtabas at all. If we were just Gufim, then everything is just Tam Ishtabas. We're Neshama B'Seich HaGuf. That means... That means that because of that, there is, of course, even, if, even, in, even in the old-fashioned way, the family makes Hestadlis. There's always Hestadlis. And, 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 and once the marriage takes place, of course there's Hestadlis. But it's a combination. Even in the Chippus, even in the search, to go to meet somebody, to go out, to begin going out, means having a munabitachim, that there's a Hashem, there's a zivig that was made for him, or for her. Umi'idach, on the other hand, hishtadlus. Komusa hishtadlus, ilithi erech madrigosa. The amount of hishtadlus depends on the, the formula of Nisham and Guf. On what is the, on, on what is the ratio of Nisham and Guf. Depending on the Madrega. Climb with the Erech Gilui Nishmasa. How revealed that person's Nishama is to himself or herself. How in, in touch, how connected that individual is to the Nishama. Echel Adam Shinishmasa Gluya Harbe. Another person who's living with a Nishama that's Mamish Gluya Harbe. It's very, 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 he's, he's a Das Atzmacha uh, story. A person has come into that place of neshama, and the neshama is gluya. Harishi, he, America is vaguf tafela. That means that the neshama is the center of the person's life, and the guf is the periphery of the person's life. That's why Hamuna b'tafen ikir established tafela by that person. The ikir of going out, the ikir of one's of one's 
chipus is what? Is Darwin and Yisfilah is Amunah Bitochah. And the Tophel, the secondary aspect of, of this time in life, is making the Shtavos. Which one has to make because it's a Neshama Besar HaGuf. It gets hard. Because when there's a person whose Neshama is Enegluyah, by the way, even in the life of the person whose Neshama is Gluya, and the marriage is made of that, that doesn't mean that it has to be a good marriage. There's a parasha of getting a tire, and it could be even with a person who's nishmas is gluya, but for, for different reasons, or whatever the hashgach is, but I'm not going into that now. But as far as how to go about this, but by the person in whom the nishama is not gluya kolkach, he'll say a capital tehillim, and he'll... Uh, He'll uh, put his name on some list that some tzaddik should have for me, and you know he'll uh, make a pilgrimage to Amuka or something. But the ikka by that person's ishtablus is making phone calls and speaking to people and being nervous and, and running investigations and questions and wondering and then looking for this and looking for that and, and so on and so forth. The ikka will be the union of, of, of ishtablus, but there always will be something of neshama and something of guf. Okay, but as I shall finish the, the uh, dogma, we'll continue next time.